kid in a candy store. Remember that? If you've heard me before, you know what it means. That's how I feel when I stand here and enjoy the opportunity that the Lord provides. And that's a privilege, awesome privilege. Thanks, Harry, and class leadership for, for allowing me to be here. As Harry mentioned, I was planning to cover the next four words of Psalm uh, 23 if I had spoken on the 5th. But then uh, Wayne changed his schedule, so instead of 5th, uh, I'm here today. And this is the last Sunday before Christmas. So instead of covering the next four words, remember the first four words? Lord, my shepherd is. The next four words are... Remember what? I shall not or do not lack. So we'll see that sometime. So hold on to it. But today we will cover another different kinds of four words. No peace on earth. No peace on earth. Done with Christmas shopping? This is the busiest weekend. You still have afternoon. <laughs> Cowboys competing with that, but you can forget about them and go shopping. <laughs> they are doing a little better this year, though. But six more weeks, uh, six more days before Christmas. And uh, we probably not us here, right? But most people are running around like chicken with head cut off. <laughs> there was a woman that uh, wanted to do the shopping for Christmas uh, and she had a long list of presents that she wanted to buy for and uh, her two kids, three or four and six, uh, behind her tagging along. And she is in a big mall, several stories going up and down. And she goes to one shop after another, checking out all the gifts, presents that she has to buy. The kids tagging along and would pick up everything from the shelf and put in the shopping cart. And she would have to put it back and all that. And the whole day she spent, and in the late afternoon, she's ready to go back home. She's tired, she's upset, she's just want to give up. And she comes to this elevator, and one of the kids pushes the button, and the elevator door opens after a few seconds. It's already full, but somebody holds the door and lets her and the kids in. As soon as we enter the elevator, we turn and look uh, in the front, front the door. She turns around and she said, whoever started this whole Christmas thing should be strung and killed. Somebody from the back door, back of corner of the elevator said, don't worry. We already did long time ago. That is the situation today. 
how most people outside this group or outside the church family celebrate Christmas. On Christmas, we hear about joy. Last uh, two Sundays ago, we heard the music. This morning, we heard the music. Beautiful joy. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconcile. Or he, it came upon a midnight clear. That glorious song of old from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold. And what did they declare? Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Christmas story, like if you read the most developed story in the book of uh, the Gospel of Luke, is kind of a Christmas musical. Everybody is filled with joy. Mary, as soon as she recovered from the little shock about the baby being uh, not yet uh, still virgin, she breaks out in a beautiful song. My Lord magnifies. That's called magnificat, the Latin word for magnification. My, 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 my heart, my soul, my life is magnificent. Magnification to the Lord, magnifies to the Lord God my Savior. The old man, Zechariah, after nine months, almost nine months of muteness, he, he breaks out in song. And if you read his song, he's not talking about John the Baptist, his son. He's talking about the Savior. The Lord has brought somebody who would save, the, save, save his people. Even John Baptist, still in the womb jumps and skips with joy. The whole book, the beginning through chapters, are filled with the joyful message. Everybody is singing. The nature is singing. The shepherds are joyful, the message. The angels fill the sky with good news. But there is other side of story of Christmas that you may not hear have ever thought about or read about or maybe read but because we go through the Bible through the year many of us do I'm as I Violet and I do you, I'm sure you have read that but you never thought that that's a Christmas story let's look that up Revelation chapter 12 Revelation chapter 12 <clears throat> We are familiar with the Christmas stories in the Gospel, but this is something that is a Christmas story. A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under the, her feet, and a crown of twelve stars on her head. There are many interpretations of people who do not really believe the literal interpretation of the Word of God, but it's clear who this woman is. If you think about the stars and the sun and moon, remember Jesus, uh, Joseph's story and so on. She was pregnant and cried out in pain, and she was about to give birth. 
Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its head. Its tail, it's such a large, huge, cosmic power that its tail swept a third of the star out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was going to, about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment he was born. She gave birth to a son, a, a male child. And think about that. Who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter? And her child was snatched up to God to his throne See, the whole Christmas story, life of Christ, in one sentence, Christ snaps up to God, to his throne, and the woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by God, where she might be taken care of for 1260 days, three and a half years. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he, the dragon, was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. Joy to the world, peace on earth. Do you think Christmas brought joy and peace? Do you think Christmas brought joy and It broke out war. We do not know what things are happening in the heavenly places. As on the earth the sun is born, the child, the, 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 the the child is born, the son is given. In heavenly places, war breaks out. It brought war. Cosmic forces were shaking the foundation of the universe. There was something, such a significant event was happening that the whole universe shuddered. And in the heavenly places, war broke out not only in the heavenly places, on earth too. Think about Herod killing children two-year-old and younger. When we read the Gospels or when we read the Bible, we, we, we are such, so familiar with that, we, we do not feel the emotions. But think about that. What a mourning would have created that. When you read the Bible, put yourself into, into the story. Become part of the story. Feel what the characters are feeling. Feel what the people are feeling. And you would enjoy, not only enjoy, it would become very meaningful to us. Think about that. It did not bring joy. It brought mourning. And Matthew quotes from Jeremiah 31. He says, A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. 
Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Do you check the references given in the margin? He's quoting Jeremiah 31.10. This is where, and if you know then Genesis, this is where Rachel was buried as she gave birth to Benjamin. And it is to say that when the Babylonian came and burned the city and ransacked the temple, and they took the captives with nose hooks and shackles, they used the place Rama as a collective place to collect all the captives. And Rachel was buried there. So when they were collecting the captives, Rachel was turning on in her graves and weeping. And that verse, Matthew quotes, for what happened when Herod killed. Christmas brought mourning, joy to the world. He reigns. No. Woe to the world, the king had to run for his life. The king had to run for his life. It brought mourning. Jesus said later on, Do not think I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but sword, war. He was rejected, despised man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. People so tired of him that finally they killed him. Today Christ, today, uh, Christ is the major cause of division. His teaching most ridiculed. His followers most persecuted. His birth drowned in commercialism. There are wars and rumors of wars. There are earthquakes and floods and, and fires and, 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 and pandemics. There is no peace on earth. There is no peace on earth. You remember Henry Wordsworth, uh, Longfellow's poem, and during our Christmas concert, sometimes we sing, uh, we hear that song beautifully. Uh, uh, he wrote uh, hundred some hundred sixty years ago, eighteen sixty one. Uh, he, 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 his wife was eighteen year uh, wife, eighteen year long marriage. Wife was killed in a fire. His only son went to join the Union Army in the Civil War and and critically wounded. He recovered later. Uh, and one Christmas Eve, uh, two years later, uh, he is sitting in his home and he hears the Christmas bell ringing and the choir singing, straining through the air. He sits there in depression and writes this poem. We are familiar with that. He says, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. And in despair, I bow my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song 
of peace on earth and goodwill to men. Remember Habakkuk, a minor prophet? He says, How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen or cry out to you violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look towards injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoings? Destruction and violence. <laughs> Good. One time I was, this is, one time I was in a seminary and uh, there was a, a dramatic training class. So I was uh, uh, doing a dramatic presentation. Uh, and a man in a psychiatric ward and, and a doctor comes and he wants to report the condition to the chaplain. So the doctor picks up the phone uh, and at that time the phone in the room rang, actually. <laughs> and people thought that I had done something with that phone. <laughs> anyway, but... Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflicts abounds. Therefore the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked hem in the, uh, in the righteous so that justice is uh, perverted. There is no peace. And if you read that thoughtfully, this is exactly what is the situation that we can... He is describing the contemporary. The Bible is so contemporary. He's describing the contemporary situation. Habakkuk is 15, uh, some five, six hundred be years before Christ. The whole creation, Paul writes, is groaning as in the pains of childbirth up to the present time. And we ourselves groan inwardly, waiting for our adoption as sons. The birth of baby did not bring joy and peace. It brought war in the heavenly places. It created disturbance on earth. And the situation today is not any different. So, the birth of baby in vain? Or the purpose of God fail? The plan of God thwarted? Say, no. Say it, no. No. God's plan, there is no way to go and fail. I read only one, uh, nine verses of that chapter. That is verse 10, 11, and 12. There is not only the war, if you still have open, there is not only the war in heaven. See what's next. Then I heard a song in heaven. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say. If you read the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation is filled with joyful news. 
it resounds with the sounds of music and worship and blessing and glorifying God and the Lamb. Don't be scared of Book of Revelation. Uh, just like in, in an NIV, the, the song part are typed differently. Take time, once some time, to just read those going through the whole book and just read those. There are 20 or so songs I just calculated, counted yesterday. 20 or so songs filled, and I'm sure there are more than what um, I may have missed. Filled with the, the book is filled with exuberance, with the joyful sound, the music, the, the beautiful worship service that is going on in heaven. Read the book of Revelation. That's the only book that clearly, explicitly says the blessings for the reader. Don't be scared of that book. Uh, maybe get a commentary. The, most of the symbols are explained in the book itself, and some that are not explained, not necessary to understand for us, to, to understand the book. Uh, when we were doing translation, um, Violet and I, in, uh, in the foothills of Himalayas, lived in a town 7,000 feet high, minority language group. I was so scared of Book of Revelation so that that was the last book we translated. But when I started translating, I was pleasantly surprised. So simple, straightforward language. And the nice thing about translation is you don't have to explain. Just translate. It's a different thing when you write a commentary, though. Uh, there is a Gujarati commentary in uh, for book uh, for the book of Revelation, but book of Revelation is a joyful, filled with joy. There are the news for the other side of the world, but for the believer, it's a joyful sound throughout the book that you would hear. There is not only the war in heaven, but right there, right after that, as the war is happening, there is a song is happening. As the whole universe is in turmoil, God is in control, and the angels and the redeemed, we will be taken up there. And the redeemed are rejoicing and praising God. It says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God. And the authority of his Messiah. See, the war is broken out, but brings the salvation, power, and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night has been hauled down. They, God's people, triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb, and, and by the word of their testimony, they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. The plan of God did not go in vain. The birth of baby did not go in vain. It accomplished four things as described in this psalm. Now have come what? The first thing, now have come salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so whoever believes in him will not perish, 
the plan of salvation was accomplished. John describes that he came to his own, but his own did not receive him. That his own may mean the Jews, but also his own may mean us, the world. Because he says he was in the world, the world was created by him. And he came to the world and the world did not receive him. He wept over Jerusalem. Oh Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem, how often like the hen covers her cheeks under her wings. I, would, I wanted to do that, but you would not. Behold, your house is left desolate. And until you say that blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, you will not see me again. Until and unless a person receives that baby that was born, there is no peace on earth, there is no peace in family, there is no peace in a personal individual life. But when he came, the world rejected. But right next verse, not everybody rejected him. He came to his own, but his own but as many as received him, to them he gave the authority to become children of God. And the peace that was announced on the Christmas day is not universal peace. It is for these people, those who received him. Remember, peace, the angels announced, Luke 2.14, Peace on earth, goodwill to men. The verse does not end there. With whom God is pleased. Peace on earth, goodwill to men, not to universal everybody, but only with whom God is pleased. The peace and joy proclaimed that day was not universal. Birth of Christ does not give blanket amnesty to the universe, the whole mankind. Remember Psalm 2? Kiss the Son, beautiful Psalm about the kingdom of God, Christ. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and you be destroyed in your way, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. That's the mankind without Christ. But the last words, last line, blessed are all who take refuge in him. Birth of this baby divides the whole mankind into groups. There is no peace for the wicked. But blessed are all who take refuge in him. We know book of Isaiah, 50, 66 chapters. Divide into two parts, right? One th 39 and 27. But did you know that the, the next, the second part, 27, is divided into three parts? And each part ends with specific words. Specific, specific words. First nine chapter ends in 48, verse 22. And it says, there is no peace for the wicked. And the wicked, for the scriptural sense, means without Christ. 
chapter 48, 20, 22, and then the next nine, uh, nine chapter, chapter 57, the last two verses, it says, the wicked are like the ocean, which is never quiet and always muddled with mud. Uh, there is no peace for the wicked, says my Lord. In the last three, three uh, nine chapter, which ends 66, chapter 66, they will go out and see the dead bodies whose worm does not die and whose fire is not quenched and they will be loathsome to mankind. See, every end of every nine chapter, there is a refrain. At the book ends with a horrible sin, horrible sin, whose fire does not, is not quenched and worm does not die. Christmas is no peace for those who do not receive the baby that was born on that day. Peace on earth, goodwill to men, not to all men, but only to those with whom God is pleased. So the first thing was accomplished by the, by the birth of the baby is the salvation. The second thing the psalm goes on uh, saying, the, the psalm in the heaven, the, his kingdom will be established. Remember it says, for the, uh, has come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. The kingdom will be established. Now has the come power and kingdom of our God and the authority of Messiah. Priest that was proclaimed on the that day will not be established until the Prince of Peace establishes his kingdom. And, and, and we are familiar with multiple. There are more prophecies about the second coming and the kingdom than the first coming of Christ. And that is why part of the reason the, the first century Jews missed Christ was because they were focusing on this, uh, the, all the prophecies that talked about the second coming. The, the child is born, the son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulder. So the child is born and son is given happened 2,000 years ago. But the government shall be upon his shoulder and he will be wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. That has still yet to happen. Isaiah describes that that will bring peace. There are so many prophecies, just two couple of prophecies that talk about the peace. He says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. He will be called what? Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. The prophet Zechariah said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. That happened 2,000 years ago, literally. But the other part of the later uh, part of that verse, 
He will proclaim peace to the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea to the end of the earth. You will uh, see that peace established only then. And Isaiah 55:12, describing the millennial situation of peace, says, You shall go out with joy and led forth in peace, so much so that the mountain and hills will burst out in song. Isaiah is describing in a very beautiful poetical term about the joy and peace. There is no peace on earth until the Prince of Peace will establish his kingdom. And he will. He will. These both prophecies that we heard from Isaiah and Zechariah bring both things together in one verse right there. And we are living between the gap. We are living between the gap. And if that thing has, one thing has happened, the other thing will certainly happen. The third thing happened that day, first thing was the salvation was accomplished, the kingdom was assured. The third thing is the evil has already been taken care of. The evil that, that, that uh, Habakkuk we, we, uh, describes, the evil that we see around us, the, the lack of peace and the presence of war and strife that we see around us, all will be taken care of eventually. And, and it, it describes that, And the Satan was judged in, uh, for the accuser of our brothers, he accuses them before our God, day and night, has been hauled down. Will be hauled down. He still has access to heaven. Remember Job? But he would permanently be hauled down and would be confined in the pit and then eventually in the lake of fire. Satan was judged right in the beginning. Remember the 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 seed of woman would crush his head and that happened that has happened on the cross so satan was just in genesis satan was judged on the cross and satan has already been judged and defeated but he today is still prince of the power of air and jesus himself six times in book of john Call him the God of this with G, small g, God of this world. And, uh, and, and Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that the God of this world has blinded the eyes of the unbelievers so that they will not see the glorious light of the gospel of God. He is still ruling, and Peter says that he is ruling and prowling around to whom, whomever he would uh, uh, grab. But... He will be taken care of. Today, we see millions of babies are killed. Shameful lifestyle is paraded with pride. And laws are enacted that uh, uh, punishes the people who follow the law of God. And Satan is still prince of the power of the world air. But he will be defeated. And the fourth thing... First thing, salvation is accomplished. The kingdom is assured. The evil has been taken care of and even eventually will be destroyed. 
until then what should we do and this hymn beautifully describes that it said they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death until then we stand firm in our faith we live by the principles we live by conviction and we do not give up we already know the end from the beginning and we know what is going to happen and we can look forward to that with assurance with a blessed hope and in that blessed hope we hold on to the faith and live life that is glorifying to god and a testimony to the world that is running away from the lord that is what they will do and these just like the the assurance of the kingdom the assurance of the salvation accomplished the kingdom promised and the evil taken care of this also is presented as an assurance those who are the people of god will stand on their faith they will hold on to their faith they will continue to live by their conviction and we will not they will not give up by the blood of the lamb they were been uh, they have been sanctified and by the word of their testimony they tell the whole world that who we are and why we do what we do why we believe what we believe because we are the people of god and we serve him even at the risk of our life they did not love their lives so much so as to shrink from death there is no peace there is no peace on earth for us even for us but the prince of peace assures us of his peace there is no peace on earth but we have peace with god and peace of god those are two different kinds of peace we have peace with god there is no peace on earth but the righteous will live by faith we stand firm and look for the day when the prince of peace will establish his kingdom today we hear the wars and rumors of war evil ruling rampant and good seemingly downtrodden Christmas is bah humbug and people ask where is your god we have two word answer you know that just wait <laughs> just wait but not only we call them just wait but we too just wait in faith just wait in assurance just wait in blessed hope of sepes for his appearing today as we look 2000 years to christmas we are not actually looking to a baby in a manger but we are looking a king on his throne he came back uh, he 
will come back in that elevator somebody said that we killed him long time ago but we know that's not the end of the story we know he's alive and he's coming back and he's coming again as a king of king and lord of lords and we better be ready to meet him there is one one very uh, dreadful you may say that verse in book of amos prepare to meet your god there is no stronger warning than that prepare to meet your god and as the world is not prepared to meet their god we are prepared and we must be we should be prepared did you know the bible ends with a promise a prayer and a blessing the promise is behold i am coming soon and the prayer is lord come soon and the blessing is and the grace of god be with all his people remember that song that we talked about long fellows there is no peace but that's not where the song ends you know that it says then peal the bells more loud and deep god is not dead nor doth he sleep the wrong shall fail and right prevail with peace on earth good will to men <laughs> that's how that song ends and that's how everything will end we know handel's messiah and did you know that i'm sure you know that is based on two verses from book of revelation book of revelation 11:15 says now the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our lord and his christ the messiah and he will rule forever and ever that is 11:15 and the second verse that is based the chorus on is 19:6 it says the the hallelujah the lord our god reigns there is no more true assured assure thing than those words hallelujah the lord our god almighty reigns the word almighty is used some nine times in book of revelation and if you just follow that word almighty you would see that god is working out his plan and his purposes through all the wars and things that are happening around in the world his rule will be established he will rule again forever and ever fairy tales some people think that bible is a fairy tale yes it is fairy tale which will come true you know why we like fairy tales we like fairy tales because it he gives us some idea that evil will eventually we destroyed good will triumph 
And you know how all fairy tales end. We will all live happily ever after. If Bible is a fairy tale, it's a fairy tale come true. The evil will be defeated, the, the good will triumph, and the prince will come and take up his princess, his bride, to be with him. And we will live happily forever. Read the last three chapters, four chapters of Book of Revelation. It does not, the world does not end with a whimper. It ends with a bang. And the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords descends with his bride and establishes new kingdom and we will live with him. Yes, there is no peace on earth today. We live amongst the turmoil and wars and rampant wars. And, but glory to God in the highest and peace to men with whom his favor rests. That's the good news. No matter what happens, four things are assured. Salvation is assured and we have become part of his family. The evil has already been taken care of. The kingdom will be established and we will live by faith. We will stand on our convictions. We will are people of principles. And we live life that is glorifying to God. Let's pray. Like that woman, you may frantically be running around to find a perfect gift to give. But there is no perfect gift except the one that God gave on that Christmas day. I cannot imagine there is, could be anybody here who has not yet received that greatest gift that God ever gave. But unless someone receives that, there is no peace. But you can have peace Peace with God and peace of God. As everything drastically changed on that Christmas day, today, everything can change in your life for now and for eternity. Thank you, Father, for that day when you intervened in history and everything changed. We pray, Father, that as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we will not just look back 2,000 years ago, but look forward to the blessed hope of being with Him for eternity. And until then, living our life glorifying Him, sharing Him, serving Him, growing into his relationship and enjoying that greatest gift. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior Jesus, Amen. Thank you.